feels different tonight. Something in the air here. Um, let's um, make sure that um, we cover ourselves with prayer again. Thank you, Brother Edgar, for the prayer. Welcome back. Welcome back, Sister Dulce. Um, I know uh, since you've, I think a few of you have been in the Muslim nation, so do you guys know what they call their timepieces there? Their watches there? Do you know in the Muslim? No, it's serious. It's not a joke. It's called alam clock. <laughs> no? You guys didn't hear that there? I thought you guys went to the nations. No? <laughs> alam clock. No? <laughs> that was serious. That's like... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I entitled our message tonight. Again, it's still, we're doing our series, uh, Hearing God's Voice. And this is part two of our message. Or if we're, our screen's going to catch up, it's Can You Hear Me Now? Um, again, last week we discussed about the discussion on how God speaks through the Bible and through prayer. Um, because we are tackling on how God, through the Holy Spirit, speaks to us. Because as prayer warriors and as believers, we have to know how God speaks. Don't you agree? I think so. I think it's quite important that we know how our Lord is answering our prayers or how our Lord is responding to our needs or our situation. We have to be able to discern that. The biggest thing that most Christians are lacking now in our Christian church, the big C, is discernment. We lack discernment because we only want God's love. And we stay with that. When God is disciplining a brother or a sister or even us, we don't know and we don't want to say, even if we know, if that is God's way of talking or speaking to us about an error or sin in our lives. So we have to identify, we have to be able to discern and know how God is, is speaking to us and how He speaks to all of us. So with all of that being said, please join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your people that you brought to this building this evening. We thank you for making everything possible, for protecting us as we drove here, for providing for this building, for providing power, Lord God. We know, Father, that all things is run by you, and we know that if you allow it, it will happen. Thank you for allowing this moment, Lord God. And we ask now for your Holy Spirit to teach us. Give all of us, Lord God, the wisdom to know what to do and what not to do with whatever you are going to tell us tonight through this message that you have uh, prepared through me. I pray now, Lord God, for your blessing, for this preparation, for the blessing, uh, for the message, Lord God. We ask for your guidance. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So a little bit of recap will help us. Can you hear me now? So this is the series as we go through the Slides, part two of hearing uh, God's voice. So our recap is 2 Timothy 3.16. Um, 2 Timothy 3.16-17 reads, All scripture is inspired 
by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. So I think I need to pause there and say it makes us realize what is wrong in our lives first. Let's try to focus on ourselves first before we say this message is for good, good for what's his name? Or when, you know, when you're reading your word. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So everything, if you truly want to hear God speak, you have to be reading your Bible. There's, I guess you could say, oh, there's alternatives because you're going to be talking about circumstances tonight. Because that's what, that's what I'm going to be tackling is God speaking to us through circumstances. But, you know, you cannot have that alone. The most dangerous way for us to, to rely on, on, God, on how God speaks is through circumstances. So we can't, this is not a method that we're trying to teach, that I'm trying to teach you guys. This is more of uh, a relationship. If you rely on the method without the relationship with the Lord, you will be swayed. Um, and then through prayer, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Holy Spirit indwells. Next slide, please. Uh, I think this is working. There you go. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Um, God speaks through the Bible and through, through prayer. Three foundational truths. God will never lead you to do something that contradicts His written word. Uh, I know there's, I, I would rather have most of the young people here tonight too, but there's some of us here and uh, the, the, the more experienced people are here and ho I hope you can uh, uh, relay this to the younger brothers and sisters that God will never contradict Himself. So if God says, do not yoke with unbelievers, it, it says that. You cannot marry an unbeliever, period. You have to marry a believer if you want to get married. And so on and so forth. Don't look for a scripture that seems to say what you selfishly want to do and then claim it as God's will. Don't, right? We, 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 we want to buy this house and we go to that Bible verse, Matthew 28, 19, because we memorize it. Go. <gasps> That's it. God's confirmation. Right? Go. Uh, sometimes we pray for one thing and get something different and better. Isn't that our experience? That's, that's when God speaks to us through prayer and through Bible reading. There are some specific steps with the Bible and prayer. Number one, how does God speak through the Bible? How can you, be, how can you know that? You have to. Read your Bible. In Greek, read means read. <laughs> With the pen, and then you read it, have a pen and paper right next to it, so you can see and write it down what God told you as you're going through whatever you're going through. And then write down the verse in your journal. Do you have a journal to keep notes and keep tabs of how your walk is with the Lord as you read your Bible? Um... And then we have to take time to meditate on the Bible verse. You can't rush into it. Now, there we go. Like, oh my gosh, Pastor Joe, I'm so busy. I work at 6 o'clock in the morning. Get it. We all are busy. But if you really want to be guided by the Lord, you have to do these things.
Immerse yourself in the meaning of the verse. What did God really say? How do you do that? Do you have a study Bible? Go through it. There's a parallel verse there. There's a historical verse there. Uh, There's a biblical background there. Go through it. This is how I study my word before I preach. I go through it. I dig down to it. I don't know if I deliver it correctly, but that's what I do. We study. And then identify the adjustments you need to make in your life so that God can work through you. If you were praying, Lord, what do you want me to do about this certain matter? And then God tells you that, then you have to respond according to what God has said. And then write a prayer response to God. You know, I, um, I've been blessed with Pastor Julius's old devotions. And then one of the ledger there, his notes, my name is there. <laughs> it was the moment that I was giving him the biggest headache. At the church, it says, this is Joe. And then there's, I won't share you what verse it was. But, but um, it's a good way for you to identify your journey with the Lord and how he spoke to you and how you told, you speak to him in return. Make the necessary adjustments in your life as you continue to pray and pay close attention to God's response and look for his activity. When you have finally heard what God wants you to do and you respond accordingly, then watch expectantly on how He's going to do His miracle about that particular matter. Some of us, we know the excitement behind that. Some of you were probably still wondering, I don't know what He's talking about. Because, because there's, there's that journey. There's really that intimacy. Now, to our um, point tonight, we're going to be talking about God speaking through our circumstances. Now, the question is, can you go to the question, please? How do we know it's God speaking through our circumstances? How do we know? So we, if you let go of your verse and you let go of your Bible, ver, of your Bible reading and your prayer life, this will be very dangerous. So my suggestion and as your pastor, as your friend, is don't let this stand alone for you to rely on how God speaks to you. Because the problem is, how do we know it's God speaking through our circumstances? It's difficult to know that God is speaking to us through our circumstances because of this issue, the heart issue. We all have a sinful heart. We do. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And God answered, actually. He said, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. That's the first part of verse 10. See, remember, we have the Bible to guide us. It's God's word. It's the one that instructs us. And this very big reminder for us is that we cannot listen to our hearts. When we should not listen to our hearts. God says, love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Why are the other things included in there? Because if you just let your heart speak alone, it will probably tell you differently. Because also in Matthew 15, 19, Jesus said, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false, false witness, Slander. Chismis, right? 
Out of the heart comes chismis. So it's, it's quite difficult to have the circumstances, to rely on circumstances on how God is telling us what to do about a certain matter or situation in our life. For example, let's say you have been wanting to move out of Reno. Right? Because you've been here, like me, you've been here forever, it feels like. You've been here 20 plus years. And it, it, with everything that's being old, the, the, everything that gets old, we tend to take it for granted, right? We don't want it anymore. Like, I remember when I first got my car, my goodness, I would park that car far from everyone else else's car because I don't want them to slam their door and give me a dent in the car. When I spill a little bit of my soda in there, my coffee, man, right away, I'll pull over from the freeway, wipe it. If I see a little bit of fog in the windshield, I'm wiping it while I'm driving. Because it's new. Because you like it. But when it gets old, you spill your soda. Who cares? I'll get to it later. A little bit of damage, a check engine goes on but you just forgot to tighten the gas cap, right? You say, I think I need another car because it's old. And nobody's already, no, there's no one saying, how, what a nice car you got. And you remember when it was new, everybody was saying, oh my goodness, ganda ng kotse mo. It's the same. That's why our hearts tend to take things for granted, right? So you've been in Reno for quite some time and then you're saying, I want to move out. I want to move out. Circumstances arise. Circumstances arise. And you're saying, Lord, show me a sign. That's what we're good. That's our quick prayer. Very negligent prayer. Very quick. Very flippant. Lord, show me a sign. First sign, COVID lockdown. You're like, oh my gosh. That's it. This is a sign. I can't worship God in Reno. And then we see other states. Like for me, this is me, me speaking about my heart. Texas was open. Texas was fighting through, through these, these restrictions. And I was thinking, it'll be nice to move to Texas. A lot of Christians there. A lot of, a lot of my, my friends are there. <laughs> right? If circumstances, if I rely on circumstances, if we rely on circumstances, we could easily be swayed because of our heart. It not, and it's not necessarily because it's wrong that you move, but is that where God wants you to be? Circumstance is the most dangerous way out of all the ways that God speaks for us to listen to Him. The best way to truly hear God speaking in our circumstances is we must have it associated with our prayer and our Bible reading. And then having the rest of how God speaks through the Holy Spirit leading us to the church. The church God will speak to us through the church. Your pastor, your church, your, your church members, your fellow members there. That's how God speaks to us. We have to associate, include it in there. Now, are there times where God really spoke through circumstances alone? Uh, the answer is yes. Because the second part is, uh, this is an example. Um, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Do you know who said that? Somebody said it. Joseph, Joseph the dreamer in Genesis 50, 20. He told his brothers this after his brothers were really concerned. That, my goodness, Joseph might get us back for what all the evil that we did to him. And then he affirmed their, them 
Don't worry about it. All throughout the account of Joseph's life, Joseph the dreamer, that is recorded in Genesis, you don't see any verses there that God spoke to him. And if you do, I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> he, God, there was no verses that says, but God spoke to Joseph. Everything will go well. No, there is no verses there. No Bible verses that God spoke to Joseph. When Joseph was captured by his brothers, and, and by his brothers, thrown into the, uh, for, uh, the, what's that place? The pit. And then sold to slavery. There's no Bible verses, but God spoke to Joseph. When Joseph was given to Potiphar, there was, and then and was accused by the wife of rape and thrown into jail, there's no verses there that says what God spoke to Joseph and everything will go well. Nothing. But there is one. There is one where it says, but God was with Joseph. And the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. So it's there. Even Joseph confirmed it in later, in later years, right? When he was finally able to speak to his brothers. Joseph knew God was with him the whole time. Joseph trusted God. Joseph had faith that his God is with him, even in the difficulty of his circumstances. But was God speaking to, to Joseph necessarily through his circumstances? There's no speaking, but the circumstances brought him to where God wanted him to be. And where is that? To be the prime minister of Egypt. Because many years later, he will be used to help God's people. So does God speak through circumstances? Yes. Through circumstances alone? Yes. Because again, there was no time there that we were shown that God spoke to Joseph the dreamer. God did not speak to Joseph, but the author of Genesis, which is Moses, right, who was guided by and inspired by the Holy Spirit, wrote all these things and the, uh, for us readers to see and know that God was with, was with Joseph in his difficult circumstances, but God did not speak to him at all. So what's the point, Joe? What's the point? The point is, there are times when God is silent. There are times when God is silent. Even though we're praying, we're reading our word, we're asking Him to tell us, Lord, show me, show me what you want me to do. But then little did we know, because we're insisting, we are so blinded by wanting to hear God through a right, like in a verse. We want Him to respond to us in a verse. But all our circumstances is leading us to where God wants us to be. And, we, and you keep call, calling me, Pastor Joe, I don't know. I don't know what God wants from me. I'm not hearing Him. But then all your circumstances is leading you to where you need to be. I don't know what God wants me, where God wants me to be. I, I, he hasn't spoken to me in my word. I've been praying about it. But then everything you do, it's leading you to stay here in Reno. <laughs> everything that you do is making you stay at the job that you're in. Everything that you do... Even though God's not responding through your praying and through your Bible reading, you are still in that situation. What, so what are we, what's an intelligent guess for us to make? Maybe we are where God wants us to be. 
Maybe this is a situation that God wants us to be in. Like us moving to moving churches, moving the building, moving the church to another building. We thought God wanted us out. Little did we know God wanted us to stay. We did orchestrate everything thinking that God was going to let us out. But then as we did the search, there was nothing available there. It was here that God wants us to do. Now, God speaking directly. and the per- and So there are times where God will speak directly to the person, us, through our reading, through our prayer, and through our circumstance. Um, this is the example of Jonah. In Jonah 1-2, it reads, The word... And the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Jonah 1, 1 to 3. A couple things here. Um, it's clear, right? God spoke to Jonah. It's clear. And what's also clear here is Jonah did not want to obey God. Many times, us Christians, we know God already spoke to us. But there are many times that we'd rather go the opposite way. And then we charge it on circumstance. We charge it on circumstance, right? I've said this before and I'll say it again. Why is it here? Why is it written down here where he found a ship bound for that port? That's clear there. You know why? Because maybe, just maybe, Jonah prayed, well, Lord, if you truly want me to go to Nineveh, that ship to Tarshish will not be there. Walks, ha, it's here. I'm going to Tarshish. But why is it, why is it after paying the fare, why is that written down there too? Maybe, maybe, just maybe he said, if I don't have enough change here, then God doesn't want me to go. He pulls it up exactly down to the penny. Maybe this is God's will for me. I don't know how many times in our lives we've done this. I've done this definitely. I've done it many times, unfortunately. After paying the fare, he went abroad. I went aboard and sailed for Tarshish. To flee from the Lord. Now Christians, especially us here in America, we have been blessed tremendously financially. Opportunities left and right. A job here, a job there, high paying here, more opportunities there, bigger insurance there, whatever. It's good. Everything's good. But my thing is this, my, for my observation, for my personal observation, the dollar amount doesn't necessarily, a higher dollar amount on my pay doesn't necessarily mean it's God's will for me. And I've been, I've been offered opportunities too where it would probably take me away from my responsibility more as a pastor and for my family. And I know what God, that God doesn't want me to do it, but it's so enticing. And I can easily justify it. I can easily justify it. But then when we do that, we know, let's not miss the part where trouble comes. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. That's verse 4. Verse 12 reads, Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, Jonah speaking, and it will, and it will become calm. I know that this is my fault. 
that this great storm has come upon you. Verse 15, Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. Verse 16, And this the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Why does this matter? Why does it matter for a Christian to follow God? Because when we don't, it brings trouble to the people that surrounds us. Not just to us. Because I know us Christians, we flippantly say, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to go to heaven anyway. <laughs> like me eating, eating something sweet or fatty, and my kids were like, oh, dad, you really want to get sick. That's Alonzo. You really want to get sick, dad, huh? I'm like, well, if I die, Zoe, I'm going to go to heaven anyway. But then Zoe went, how are you so sure that you're going to die right away? <laughs> Pastor Julius also said that. He goes, how are you so sure, Joe, that after eating that, you'll just go straight and die? What if you get sick, get cancer, and then you become a burden to your family? Right? I mean, we have to think about this. When we just nonchalantly disobey God, we think, oh, once saved, always saved anyway. We don't care if other people around us that's, that's looking at us, knowing that we're Christians, looking at if we're living a holy life, we don't care. We're saved. Sometimes that's how we live our lives. And then it causes trouble for everybody. And then when trouble hits, we're quick to repent. Like Jonah, throw me, throw me, throw me. Because Jonah's suicidal, if you guys haven't noticed yet. <laughs> Jonah is one of the suicidal Christians that you will see in the Bible, along with Elijah, David, and some of the Psalms. Psalmists. Uh, they're, they're suicidal because they're just tired of life. Why? Because he wanted to disobey God. He could not obey God because of his hate in his heart. Again, the heart, right? The heart is full of evil, theft, murder, because he hated the people, the Ninevites. That was his people's enemies and his hate for them because what did he say to God? I knew you were going to forgive them. Right? He didn't even celebrate. He wasn't like, he came back to his church and gave a testimony like, praise God. There's a lot of people that, were, that accepted Christ after I shared. No, he was, like, he was like, kill me now again. Take me now. See, that's how much he didn't care. He didn't care that the storm came there. Just throw me. He didn't care that he's going to die. He did not want to obey God. He'd rather die than obey God. This is why it's dangerous. This is dangerous to just follow God or think that God is speaking through our circumstances only. God will speak to us in our circumstances, but sometimes God speaks to us in our circumstances because of our disobedience. Because of our disobedience. That's, that's what we're seeing. That's what you're seeing there. God spoke to him, not verbally anymore. Right? There was, there was an audio discussion in the first part. But now, the sea was doing the talking. The waves was doing the talking. The sea sickness, people throwing up like, ah, whose fault is this? Whose God was offended? That's why we're in this trouble. Now, Christians, this is a good warning for us. That if we disobey God, trouble will come. Because that's how God will speak to us. Is there trouble in your marriage? Maybe there's a disobedience that God has been telling you not to do, yet you're still doing. Or God's telling you to do something, but you don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. 
Is there trouble in the family? Maybe there is a dis there's disobedience there. Again, something that you were told to do and you don't want to do or the opposite. Is there trouble at work that you know God called you to be to still stay there? Maybe there is just a disobedience in your heart, certain disobedience that you're still not letting go. Because God speaks to our circumstances. Amen? If we will have our hearts and minds and spirits set with the Lord, we will truly hear Him in everything. Now, us hearing Him must compel us to obey. Because, come on, the God of the universe, the most powerful God, the good God, the, our good Father, your Father, the God that has given you all things, have given you instructions. Because He doesn't speak just because He wants to speak. When He speaks to us, there's a purpose, right? Just like when He spoke to Jonah. When He spoke to Jonah, go and this is what you're going to do. It's the same thing with us, right? When we were told, go and make disciples of all nations. Be holy as I am holy. There's a big responsibility with us. When God speaks to us, there's a job to do. There's a purpose to do. So it pays for us to obey. Amen? Amen. It pays for us to obey. When God speaks, He just doesn't speak because He has no purpose. He speaks with a purpose. He doesn't waste His words. He doesn't waste words. He is very intentional. Now, the problem is, it, the problem isn't, that God doesn't speak. The problem is we don't listen. The problem is that our hearts are blocked. Our minds are closed. And our eyes are biased on how we see circumstances. But if we obey God, God will show us the product and the fruit of our obedience. Amen? God speaks to us. Now we know how God speaks through our circumstances. But again, make sure that we add our Bible reading there and our prayer life. Amen? Amen. Next week we're going to be talking about, next Wednesday we're going to be talking about how God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, through the church. Amen? Amen. Thank you for your patience. Please join me in another word of prayer. And then we'll have the, as the music team make their way up here, I'll say our closing prayer now. Father, we thank you for your message for us tonight. We thank you for showing us and revealing to us or reminding us that you speak to us through our circumstances. Father, you are good. Remind us that, Lord God, when your answer to us is something, is answer to our prayer is something that we don't like. Father, you are loving. Remind us that, Lord God, when our circumstances seems to be more challenging than we would want it to be. Father, you are powerful. Remind us that, Lord God, when our trials and tribulations seems to be overpowering us. Forgive us, Lord, for the many times that we disobeyed you, even though you've given us clear, clear, cut and clear commands, Lord God. Forgive our, our stubborn hearts. Forgive our close-mindedness. Help us, Lord God, to be open to you, to be obedient to you, and to be loving to you. All these things we ask in your sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Amen.